Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Random Chatter Reviews. My name is Lou, I'm your host, and I'm here with Eric tonight. Eric, how are you? I'm doing okay. A little bit of a sore throat because of, you know, the allergies and yeah. pollen and the weather not knowing what it wants to do. You know, it's, we had winter weather advisories earlier this week in, in like, the D.C. area. Really? I mean, we have some Snow cold weather flurries. up here, but... We're up in New England. I'm used to cold. Yeah, I mean, New England, you kind of expect it. We're halfway down the coast, and Mm -hmm. we're getting snow. Three days of snow flurries. So, (laughs) oh, good lord! Yay, April! Yeah, but doing well. Awesome. Happy to be here. You know, in warmer days are here to be soon. I mean, we're in spring. We're 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 April now, so it's it's around the corner. It's right here. We're good. See, and and here's the thing. I don't mind my my favorite seasons in order are winter, spring, fall, and summer. I just, I don't like heat and humidity. And I grew up in the D.C. area, which, you know, D.C. was built on a swamp. So the humidity is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always preferred the the kind of, you know, throw on a lightweight jacket or a sweatshirt or something and go hang out outside all day. I love the spring. Yeah, I do. Spring and fall. Spring. Those are my two really go-to ones. Because like, you get to wear, you know, you can sometimes hold it for jackets. Sometimes you just, you know. Yeah. No long sleeve shirt. It's I fun. like the climate of the fall. The the only thing I don't like about the fall, which everybody just looks at me like I'm stupid, which I get a lot. <laughs> wait, wait until we talk about the slap heard around the world on uh, Random Chatter <laughs> tomorrow night. Then people will think I'm stupid too. But so for me, the fall is nice because of the climate. But I don't like the leaves changing. What? You're right. You. <laughs> <laughs> Here's, hear me out. Here, here's my rant. Okay, we're going to go back to doing Eric rant. Oh, here we go. Okay. I'm going to kick back. Okay. Adjust my mic. Relax. Yeah, okay. Set, it, set a three-minute timer. If I go over that, you got to cut me off. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So <laughs> you got all these beautiful trees and leaves everywhere, and I love forests. Mountains, forests, awesome. Deserts, beaches. Yeah, I like the shoreline, but trees. Love trees. And then the fall hits. And they start rusting. <laughs> they get this red, yellow, brownish, rusty color, and they shrivel up, and they're falling everywhere. And then it's like there's just there's a mess all over the ground. The trees are bare, so now they look like they're dead. And it's like people don't drive past a car. It's, oh, look at that rusty car. It's so pretty. <laughs> no. Rust is not pretty. And this is like nature's rust. And then it falls off just like rust does, Lou, just like (laughs) rust on a car. I'll, I'll cut it short. No, there. no, you still I mean, got I time. Go on, I, was, but... I was hoping it was done, but no, you still Yeah, got yeah, time. no, I, I could, I could torture you longer, but I'll spare you. Yeah. Well, so... Eric, you're probably the only guy in the world I know that doesn't like fall. I thought you were going to say, you don't like fall because it means winter is coming. I which, like fall. Which, which I would have okay. Been oh okay yeah, no, no. It, it's like the preview to winter. It's it's like it, you know, in Christmas. I love Christmas time. Fall is okay. I like spring better because again, then you get the leaves coming back and it's happy. Fall is a little more morbid, but it's okay. But Plus, I don't like are... pumpkin that much. So the pumpkin spice, the jack o' lanterns, oh, the pumpkin spice. pie. It's like I'll I'll eat it. It's okay, but I don't get excited about that like I would like an apple pie or a, a Boston cream pie or or peach pot you know pumpkin okay. yeah it's I all right it. i get it yeah, so there's a lot of there's aspects of the season people get into that i don't care about but i like the climate of the fall the okay. season itself okay well, yeah. good to know good not to a know. hater i'm happy plenty about the fall that makes me happy <laughs> tim is not here by the way let's change no, yeah, modes here yeah, tim is under the weather and under the weather so he's not here with us tonight unfortunately we hope he feels better and hopefully next week he'll be back in full force yeah, um, we miss him yep 
So, so, so we are not going to cover any kind of news related stuff this week here. Um, <laughs> if trying... only there'd been some big, I know, big shocking, unexpected news that everybody literally in the world is talking about secondary to the war in the Ukraine. But you know, if only, yeah, media related. You know, yeah. But we're going to cover that on media chatter this week. Uh, so well, it's you... going to be an additional episode. We're going to label it as random chatter. So we're going to put it here in the feed. But oh, we okay, will be yeah. having it'll be our media chatter host. So yes. Robin will be our our guest host, and it will be on our movie our media chatter evening. So we're going to do a, a double header tomorrow night. Very good. Very good. That'll be fun. Yeah, t- tune in for that. We we have some what we believe to be objective. Exactly. Things to say about it and respectful things to say, but we also have some strong opinions. And I think that there are ways of looking at the issue that people aren't really looking at it that way. Mm-hmm. And, and so we want to we want to throw down a little bit, smack it around a little bit, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But on this show, we are covering things we've watched in the last week. New stuff, old stuff, catching up on stuff. Yes. Um, so first off, you brought me to my you brought this to my attention this week. I hadn't even heard of it coming out, but the bubble on Netflix. Dude, what is up with you? I texted you on Friday and I said, "Hey, your girlfriend's in the new Judd Apatow comedy on Netflix." I know. And the it, response it, is, "Okay." <laughs> and then a few minutes later, wait, 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 wait. a few minutes later, I get thanks, and I'm like, "Dude, show a little excitement or something." <laughs> And then later today, or the, the next day, that was Friday, Saturday, I was like, oh, dudes, I just watched the bubble. And it's like, it, it's a, it's a trip. And you're like, what, what's that? <laughs> like, what do you mean? What's that? I just told you yesterday, the Judd Apatow thing with your girlfriend in it. Well, you see, I wasn't sure which girlfriend you told because I have three. I mean, I have, you know. Well, that's true. I have, you know. Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. Emma Stone. Oh, and, I forget um, her. Um, Julian. And this one. Yeah. Yeah, and this is really good. So, so I don't have the IMD page up here. Oh, yeah. I do. Um, yeah, another so, type movie, and he's good for these kind of movies that are just you know kind of satirical about real life stuff in your face. That's um, what I should have pulled up is like his filmography. He has done, oh, he's done just hundreds, a yeah. crap ton of stuff here. Um, well, he's done some stuff that wasn't great too. Trainwreck. This is oh, forty. Yeah. Um, didn't he do? Okay, Funny People, Knocked Up, Forty Year Old Virgin, yep. Undeclared, Freaks and Geeks. I love Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks. Yep, that was oh, great. Linda Cardellini. Man, she's <laughs> aged well, and I mean that in a very respectful, non, you know, mm-hmm. male harassment sort of way. And she's a brilliant actress. So, um. What's that? Dead to Me on Netflix. Really good series she's in. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, Judd Apatow is, I mean, he's got a, a good eye for comedy. And, and this movie is um, a timely movie, though I think if it had come out last year, it would have been even better. Yeah, probably. Yep. Yeah. It's they probably set, couldn't have filmed it last year though, because they're running into all the things they're running into in the movie. Right. See, that's what I want to know is like, <laughs> when did they film it? And then what did they actually run into? logistically while they were filming right. so here's here's the premise the movie is set during the pandemic and it's the cast and and i don't know if it's the same crew at least the cast of um cliff beasts 
And if you haven't heard of Cliff Beasts, it's because it's not a real movie franchise, but... Oh, I was going to say, is that really a real movie franchise? Because I... <laughs> no. But the movie posters for this film said Cliff Beasts 6, and then mm. whatever the subtitle for the movie was going to be. And they that was originally going to be the title of this movie, and they were promoting it that way, and then they changed it. <laughs> but so this is, uh, in this world, there have been five Cliff Beasts movies... And this is going to be number six. And they're filming it, quote, in a bubble. So they rented out this luxury hotel somewhere, kind of off the grid. Mm -hmm. And they all quarantined for two weeks so that then they could proceed with filming this really, really bad movie that is uh, the fifth sequel. As if that doesn't tell you how bad it is. To kind of a a post-apocalyptic dinosaur flying mutant dinosaur movie series Mm -hmm. thing like it's 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 really bad and i don't remember the exact where it starts out with like subtitles in the beginning where it says the 23rd most popular (laughs) franchise movie of all time like oh that says a lot right there yeah (laughs) yeah so uh it it's uh, it, it's very much not about the Cliff Beasts movie, and it's about kind of the experience of these actors and and crew and director and stuff going through um, the making of of this movie. So uh, Fred Armisen plays the director. Uh, the cast on this is, this is just, fantastic. Yeah, it's crazy. So Karen Gillan, your your girlfriend. Yep. She plays one of the leads. Um, I'm going to go through. This is in no particular order because IMDb has a list and it's a long list. So we're going to hit a lot of the highlights here. They're not going to be in like a list order. So bear with me. Right. Uh, Harry Trevaldwin played Gunther. I liked him. He was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samson K.O. played Bola, uh, one of the assistants. I think this might actually be in like a order of appearance. It says in um, credit order. So I think it was in order of appearance in the movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Danielle Vitalis plays Pippa. Uh, we got Karen Gillan, Rob Delaney, um, do, 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 do. Goose Khan plays Howie. He was good. Oh, Tim's not here because I I was going to because I know what his response would be when I say this, and then I was going to go off on a little mini rant <laughs> and school Tim on something, but I I will school everybody else instead. So Maria Bakalova. Okay, I love Maria Bakalova. What else has she done? Borat subsequent movie film. Oh God! I don't like no, Borat Lou. At all. Ah, close enough to Tim's reaction. I'll, I'll so play Lou. Tim for this part. Yeah. No. I, okay. I, I refuse Have you to seen watch the any, Borat movie. No, I refuse to watch anything Borat. Really. Okay. Okay. Now, see, here's here's the thing. That is a very common response when you mention the Borat films. I understand. I do. Okay. It's a movie series designed around shock value, etc. Here's the thing. There is such a deep social commentary in those films that it's like if you actually look below the the surface level of kind of like the prank side of it, Mm -hmm. it's like it's really, really, really serious. It's hard hitting. It's thought provoking. It makes you walk away saying, wow, things are really kind of messed up. And there's a lot of talking points to be said, even more so out of the second one. Um, it's, it's an interesting commentary because what you're doing is you're seeing real people 
in real situations and some of the crazy conspiracy theories they believe in or some of the strange outlooks they have on other people. And I would dare say it's educational in, in like a socially cultural way. Okay. I'm look, I'm not smiling. This isn't a joke. Yeah, no, I'm not I, making I get a it. joke here. I get it. Yep. It it's actually deep. So uh Maria Bakalova in the second Borat movie plays Borat's daughter. She was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for that role. Really? Yes. Okay. She should have won. She was that good. Okay. Her performance was mind-blowing. And here's the thing. Keep in mind, it wasn't scripted. She had, this is her first movie. Um, she'd only lived in the U.S. a little, little bit of time. She's from Bulgaria. And she nailed this. She had to improv her way through... Com- Scenes with complete strangers staying in character. Rudy Giuliani. She got an interview with him in a hotel room, a hotel suite. Never acted before. Okay. She's on her own other than like the the filming crew, the cameraman and the microphone stuff. And um, Rudy Giuliani is a lawyer, a former prosecutor. His job is to like deal with people who lie all the time for her to like be able to pull that off and him not see through it hmm. to the point okay. where she got him into a bedroom at, at the hotel and like his pants half off. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Really good actress. Now, she doesn't necessarily shine in, in this particular movie, but I'm I'm happy to see her getting involved in more stuff with a good cast, and maybe hmm. this will oh, go I, somewhere. I, I, like, I thought she was good. I mean, she didn't have a huge role, but she was good no, in she this. Did. I mean, she, she it, played a pretty She did good well spot. with it. Yep. And, and listen, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I get it. I, I throw out a lot of, like, dumb, bad movies every now and then as jokes, but if you can manage to sit through the Borat movies and actually think about what you're watching you'll get way more out of it than you would have imagined. I'm, I'm serious. Okay. I'm, I, I, I will maybe. I, I'm challenging you on that. You don't have to accept. It's okay. <laughs> Moving on though. Uh, Leslie Mann, Judd Apatow's wife. I did not know this until. That's his wife. I didn't realize that. That's his wife. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which would explain why she's also been in several of his other movies as yeah, well. But makes sense. Yep. And I like her. She's uh, a good and actress. Then Iris Apatow. No relation. I'm kidding. It's his daughter. Uh, played Crystal, the social media light. Yep. She was good. I mean, this is the first time I think I've seen her and stuff, but she's been in other stuff that he's done, too. Obviously. Yeah, like a couple of things. Yeah. But yeah. she was she was very believable in this role. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian himself. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a helmet. Was in it. Snorting coke off of Keegan-Michael Key's bald head <laughs> at one point. Yep. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key also... Mm-hmm. And one of the, the main characters, uh, Galen Hopper played Carla, uh, David Duchovny. Right. X-Files man himself. Um, let's scroll through the rest of it. Uh, Kate, McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Yep. Beck was in it. The Beck, musician. John Lithgow, um, Daisy Ridley. Oh my gosh. First. That was hysterical. I <laughs> First they take Lily James and they transform, <laughs> literally transform her into Pamela Anderson. I'm so pissed off with Hollywood right now. And then, then they take. Daisy Ridley and give her an American accent. Lou, what is happening with Hollywood right now? <laughs> it's the one hundred percent unacceptable. <laughs> but come on, that was a funny scene with her. That was, it was that a was, funny was scene, awesome. but wow, it would have been better if like it were actually Daisy Ridley's accent and not 
She did an American accent really well, which made it even more disappointing. <laughs> I love her voice, and they had to go and do that. Anyway, yeah, she, she was great. John Cena, um, James McAvoy, Peter, I, I never pronounce his name correctly, Serafinowitz. Okay. He's been in a lot of stuff. He, he plays the producer. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Who, who played... Um... Uh, yeah. Who played uh, Apatow's friend in the movie, the, the, the daughter of the stunt guy, the, the daughter of Cena? What was... Oh, I mentioned her name earlier. That was um, Galen Hopper. Played okay. Carla. Okay. Yeah. So, a little bit of a digression there. Stellar cast. Um, great performances. I, w- I have to wonder how much of it was kind of ad-libbed because there are some actors in there who were known for having like good mm-hmm. comedic timing and some good act. Uh, comedy ad-libbing abilities at Fred Armisen, Keegan-Michael Key. Um, It was very much a scattered, like it was a, it was a movie full of moments. There wasn't like one big cohesive, I mean, there was a, a, the plot, but it wasn't about the plot. Yeah. The entire movie was about, we're in this moment and wow, this is crazy. And we moved to the next moment. And it's like, holy crap, that's crazy. And we moved to another moment and we moved to another moment. Yep. There, there wasn't like the crescendo and the buildup and the lull and the break. And then another crescendo and a denouement and, and like all of that kind of stuff. It was structured differently, mm-hmm. but it was fun. And I'm going through this movie watching it and I'm kind of like looking at this going, you know, I can see all this stuff happening in a Hollywood production. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm sure it's stuff that they all experienced, but then brought to another level of being satirical and in, 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 in right. a comedy way. But I'm, I'm sure, sure it wasn't exaggerated that a far bit. from the, yeah, I'm sure it wasn't that far from the truth. There was some stuff that was like, yeah, that probably happened that way. And somebody got pissed yeah. off and somebody did this. And yeah. You have to imagine that even the most uh, hyperbolic of scenes was inspired mm-hmm. by. A real real things event. that they've experienced. So right. I, I have to imagine the stories, uh, like if you could sit down and interview the writers for this, mm-hmm. Judd Apatow and such. Yeah. Anyway, um, so it's on Netflix. It came out Friday. I would definitely recommend it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Like it's it's definitely popcorn movie. It's um, kind of silly. I wouldn't even really call it slapsticky. No, but, it, but it's it's comedy in the traditional Judd Apatow way. But if you've seen those mo- yeah. these other movies, this is right up that same same lane. Yeah, yeah. I would highly recommend it. I yep, I don't have there's not a lot new that I've seen this week, but this was enough to make mm-hmm. it worth it. Well, another new thing we we both saw was uh, Moon Knight, and and I'm sorry Tim's not here yes. because you know Tim has been waiting for this for so long. Yeah, well, Tim's going to get to break it down on uh, both Guardians of the MCU and the return of MCU TV here on the Random Cheddar Network. So this is the first installment of the, I think it's eight episodes. um, Six. Six episodes, bummer. (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) Pretty soon we're going to start getting two episodes per (laughs) series. Um, Now, is this a limited series or is it going to be... We don't know. We don't know. Okay. So. They haven't really been good about saying that sort of thing that mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Um, so Marvel show on Disney Plus Network um, covering the character of Moon Knight. And I've never did any reading on the original Moon Knight character. I guess there's some differences in how this is being handled versus the original character. But yeah. um, you know, Tim's a big fan of both the comic and, and the show now. Um, and he's happy with the changes they've made and how, the, how it went across. 
Um, yeah, I've been reading comics for on and off, more off than on, mm-hmm. um, since the early '90s. And I have to say, Tim is the first person I've met who was already a Moon Knight fan going into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moon Knight's definitely one of the lesser-known Marvel characters. Yep. Um, a lot of people, when he came out initially, compared him to Batman, kind of a nocturnal, uh, gadgety, rich, billionaire sort of character, but yep. kind of different too like i I really don't i i see the similarities but it's not just a cookie cutter copy of of batman and it's a change from this to the tv show too because they don't have that billionaire you know character that that's kind of funding moon knight now that could change it could right um so apparently the the care so this is another thing about the character for those who don't know we've talked about it on the show before we won't go too much in depth to it but uh he has dissociative identity disorder or what's commonly known as multiple personalities Mm -hmm. um and the personality we see in this first episode is apparently the personality that is the billionaire in the comics. So right out of the gate, there's a major deviation from the comics, which has upset some people. But you know what? We've been watching comic book movies literally for decades now. How many different versions of Batman have we seen, right. for example? Um, three different Spider-Man trilogies. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, we're used to this. Yeah, there's gonna be right? changes. There will even be. within comic books, there are multiple different runs on on characters, and characters die and they come back, and they, you know, oh, he's a clone of so and so. This is the real one, and it's you know, get used to it. It is what it is. Yeah. But so, what do you think of the show? Uh, you know, I I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. You know, I think the production quality was pretty good. I like that they interspersed some comedy with it. Um, yeah. We haven't really seen much in the way of action really in this first episode uh the few few scenes that were pretty good but they didn't show a lot of them it was like in the beginning of it they had he would you know black out i guess you'd say but the other person took over and you didn't see what happened and you'd kind of get it from his point of view right and you'd wake up and like oh everybody's on the ground dead (laughs) you know right type thing um but we saw some stuff at the end. I think you know, we're going to get more of that, obviously, as we go for, further into this this series. But um, production quality, you know, typical Disney Plus stuff, I think really well done. You know, you mentioned the action sequences. And I have to say that I'm getting to the point um, fight scenes are starting to bore me. Mm-hmm. When I'm watching a fight scene in a movie or a TV series, uh, a lot of times my brain starts to go, hey, anybody text you? What's going on in Discord? Oh, didn't you want to order that thing from Amazon? And so I get this temptation to pull my phone out. Action scenes have become just so shallow. So few of them actually help with the storytelling. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes you get stuff like John Wick where the choreography itself is amazing. And so you want to watch that. But a lot of times it's like, eh, insert action scene here. Okay, whatever. Marvel stuff's been a little better than usual. But here's what I liked about Moon Knight. Because you get this thing where the main character kind of ducks out and ducks back in, any action scenes, even if you didn't see the action going on, it directly fed the story. Mm-hmm. So the scene, in, without spoiling anything, uh, the scene in that town and kind of the courtyard thing, and then in the streets as he's trying to escape, you don't get to see a lot of the action that's going on, but it it fits the story. You can't look away from it. And then right. the the, quote, car chase... I mean, same thing. <laughs> right, right. It jumps around and you're like, oh, oh, this is a situation now. Oh, how did that happen? 
oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And it it really keeps you engaged. I love that they did something different with the action scenes. And I, think I thought that was brilliant. Change. I think it's going to change, though, because at the end of the episode, you, you did see, you know, I won't go into the details, but you saw the character change and you saw I mean, him we, doing it, stuff. It's not so. that big a spoiler. We, we, we see him in the costume at the end of the episode. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to more of this. This is on Wednesdays? Yeah. Did you yes. Wednesdays. 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 Yeah. So. Speaking of which, Disney Plus, uh, I know this isn't a news show, but it was just announced because we're skipping Force Chatter this week. We'll be back next week and discuss it a little bit more there. But um, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series has been delayed a couple of days instead of coming out on Wednesday, the whatever it is, 25th or something. It's coming Mm -hmm. out on Friday. They're going to drop two episodes. Yep. And I guess we're going back to Fridays now. I don't know if it's continuing that going forward or if they're dropping it that Friday because that's the Friday of celebration. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't um, mind them going back to Fridays or yeah. keep Marvel on Wednesday and yeah, Star I'm, Wars on Friday. I'm good either way, really. I'm just kind of wondering. I'm imagining they're doing this because of celebration, um, which is going to piss off a lot of Star Wars fans because we're going to be out yeah. there and you're going to watch it on a small screen. You have better things. Yeah, that's the thing. So you're not watching it at home with your surround sound. You're watching right. it on your phone at a time. When there are more important things for you to be doing. Yeah. I, I was I mean, talking to Tim about this. If you're in celebration, re- yeah. go out and hang out with people. Go to an exactly. after party. Go exactly. like do go to Disney. Go, go to Batu. Do something. Unless they're going to make it an event. You know, but even maybe, then, maybe the time gonna... you're spending in the hall watching it on a big screen with other people, yeah, you're there with other Star Wars fans and stuff, but there are other panels you could be doing. It's something you right. can watch at home. It is, exactly is. But I'm wondering if they're going to make it like an after the con on Thursday night. You know, it won't be a midnight thing, but if they release it to the con early, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what happens. I could see them releasing it a day early. But again, if you're going to Star Wars Celebration, mm. my personal opinion on this, don't. If there's a big group watching, unless you really need that ambiance of of the energy of all of the other Star Wars fans in the room with you, which there there is it something be. to be said It'd for be that. It'd be like seeing a movie in a theater. Yeah, it would Yeah, be. I mean, okay. But keep in mind, there's a billion other things to be doing at Celebration. Oh, I agree. A billion other people you could be seeing, other groups you could be hanging out with. Yep. Literally walking distance to Disney World from the the convention center. Mm -hmm. Don't sit there and and watch Obi-Wan. Wait until you go home. I mean, everybody's going to watch it on their phones because everybody's going to be talking about it. And it's the (laughs) FOMO thing. Nobody is not going to watch that. Nobody's going (laughs) to not watch it. But if you watch it on your phone when you go back to your hotel, sit in the bathtub and and watch it there. No, Tim and I are not going to sit in the bathtub and watch this together. No, Not together. No, just just You watch the first half. You get out. He can watch the second half. Then you guys can fill (laughs) each other in on on the details. The only good thing is I don't have to wake up at three in the morning to watch this because it's going to release at midnight and we'll be on West Coast time. So that's true. I can just see at midnight that's a good point i'm actually kind of happy about that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right uh so let's see you've got one here that i didn't even hear about um is this cake oh my gosh i got so tired sick and tired of seeing the promos for that on netflix i never saw a preview for it is this so most of the week up until the bubble came out um you know it's and it's different too like on the the Amazon uh, Fire TV stick, I get a different promo that comes up versus the Apple TV device when you load okay. the Netflix app there. And it pops up the trailer thing on, on the main page when you load up the app and it starts running through it. And I'm like, okay, I'll just I'll just watch a little bit. So it's a baking show and I don't bake. And I'm not into baking shows or cooking shows. 
So I'm wondering, I'm wondering why this got promoted to you because I don't get this when I log into Netflix. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I really, I really don't know. I watch no baking shows, no cooking shows, nothing. I've watched a couple of reality shows like the circle or something on Netflix, like years ago. Um, no idea why this popped up and why it stayed on my freaking screen for a week, but I thought I'd try it out. So what it is, is it's a competition show and they take everyday objects like, um, a football or a, um, the, the party themed episode would be like, um, a bowl of potato chips or a, a plate of tacos or the finale had an antique sewing machine and, they have the contestants make cakes. And then at the end of the episode, they bring out three not celebrity judges. And uh, this wall turns around and there's five pedestals. And on each pedestal is, for example, an antique sewing machine. Except one of those is actually cake. And the judges have like 15 to 20 seconds to try to figure out which one is the cake. And if they win, the contestant loses. And if they guess wrong, the contestant wins and moves on to the next round. Okay. Interesting. Now I'm, I'm not going to lie. I watched the beginning part where there's a little, um, you know, figure out which is the cake contest to determine who, cause there's like a group of people, a pool of people contestants to figure out who's going to be competing on that episode. They pick three. So I watched that. I fast forward through all the boring baking stuff. I don't, I don't care about any of that. And then I get to the part with the judges and that way, I don't know which one's cake either. And then okay. I get to kind of guess, and I did pretty good. I was in 70% or so. Okay. And then, you know, watch the end. So like each 30 minute episode took me maybe eight minutes. And there's, okay. that's not bad. Three, six, nine. They're, they're, um, I mean, I'm watching the six or seven you know, episodes. Yeah. I'm watching the, the pre-roll stuff here on, on Netflix and these cakes look, pretty amazing they're brilliant i was like that that's a cake really they're amazing yeah yeah like i mentioned the one with the the bowl of potato chips you couldn't tell which one was cake like right down to the actual (laughs) potato chips on top wow yeah it was amazing um yeah made me want to get dessert quite a few nights this week which (laughs) probably didn't help me but yeah so i mean if you're into cooking and baking shows it's definitely worth watching i mean i'm into cake so you know. I mean, watch it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm not into that type of show, mm-hmm. but it was done well. The contestants were interesting. The host kept your attention well enough. He was he was pretty good, um, and the the cakes were brilliant. And we talked about Lego Masters and the creations they make being impressive. I talked about Domino Masters and how, like, it made me want to go to bed early because I was it put me right to sleep. This was good. Okay. I recommend it. Okay, cool. Who, who is the host? He looks familiar. I can't place his... I don't know where he's from. I want to say he's from SNL, but I can't picture... I think he is. Because one of the guest judges was someone from SNL, and they knew each other. And she was like, yeah, this is my I'm doing you a favor appearance. And he said, yeah, I know. You keep telling me that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think he is from SNL. He's good, though. Like, he does a really good Mikey job Day. of... Yep, M- Mikey Day is an SNL cast member, yeah. Okay, I have not watched any modern SNL but he he has a good balance of like being genuine, mm-hmm. but also totally being over the top, but being over the top in a way that's relevant and funny. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's like he hams it up as the host, but it works. 
Okay. Yeah. It's good. Try it out. Oh. Watch an episode if you don't like it. Move on. If you do, you know, watch the whole series. I probably will. Uh, let's see here. Um, I got a chance to see something new, uh, fairly new. Um, Turning Red on um, Disney Plus for uh, yeah. Pixar. This is the show, the movie about the little girl that when she gets anxiety or when she gets excited, she turns into a giant red panda. Giant red panda. Yeah. yeah. How was um, that? It, it's it's fun. I mean, uh, yeah. it's not my kind of movie. They're, they're they're very sometimes Pixar movies are very preachy, and this one definitely fits into that mold. You get pretty good comedy for the first half, and preachiness in the second half, kind of get the point mm. across. This didn't have that really good funny comedy stuff in the beginning, at least not for me. Um, okay, but you know, well done. You know, great animation like normal. And it was a good story. Although I was I'm like watching it going, this is awful familiar as far as the theme and how they did it and everything else. And it wasn't until this morning uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the shower and I'm like, it's it's basically Teen Wolf all over again. <laughs> so oh. it's basically Michael J. Fox from the 80s. Exactly. The story of Teen Wolf. Wow. Uh, where, where he can't control his wolf and he turns into a wolf and he you know does this and that. And, and I won't I give anything away, but it's got a lot of the same themes as far as his interaction with his parents when he was younger and they were younger and what, you know, it, it, it's a lot of the same themes. Um, so it's nothing, nothing brand new. It, it's kind of a remake of this movie. So probably. you're, you're making it sound here. Here's what I'm hearing so far from your review. It's preachy. Um, the first half where normally a, a Pixar film would be funny and not preachy. It's not preachy, but it's also not funny. Right. And then it's, if not a ripoff, it's at least extremely derivative of Teen Wolf. Yeah. And the production was good. Yeah. I, it was a good picture. It was a well put together picture movie. Okay, so is it a recommendation or not? Because I'm kind of feeling like maybe not. It might be better if you were a younger person. Maybe, a, okay. you know, 13, 14 you, What are you trying kid. to say, Lou? You trying right. to say I'm old? I'm saying I'm old. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm saving you the saying. trouble of saying that, Eric, because you <laughs> would say you. it all the time. You're robbing you're my tired, jokes. You're probably tired of saying it. Um, you know, I mean, if I was a 13-year-old girl, it might have been a little more accessible to me. But it just It's been, been a long time since you've been a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> it, has, it has been, yes. Long time. Um, Not but, even in this century, Lou. Thanks, Eric. Just saying. Thanks a lot. So, I mean, would I recommend it? No, it's not like a go-to recommendation like Toy Story would be. You know, I mean, that, that to me okay. is a go-to, hey, got to see a picture movie, see it. Um, and I think Pixar's kind of gotten away from being those kind of great movies um, over the they years. Haven't, they feel like they haven't really been aiming that high. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't knock out of the park like they used to. When they no. first came out, it was like, my God, this is amazing. Um, I mean, it used to be a running thing that, like, Pixar movies were instant classics every single time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until, I think, Ratatouille where you started to see some people maybe yes, maybe no. And then baby dinosaur came out and people are like, what the heck is this crap? Mm. And then most people I know haven't even seen that one. I haven't seen it. And then after that, it was kind of hit or miss. Then the originals were good. The sequels, not so much cars too. Yep. yep. Et cetera. And they still have good. I mean, you know, soul was really good. I heard Onward soul was, was, good. was pretty good. Cookway. I haven't seen, but you know, the Incredibles, the bugs life, um, finding Nemo up was really good. I mean, you know, they've got some really good movies, but they do try to tell a story. They do try to get a point across sometimes, and they always yeah. feel a little preachy sometimes, more sometimes more than others. Was Encanto Pixar or Disney? It's hard to tell because Disney uh, owns Pixar now, and it's like... It's, that, that's Disney, not Pixar, that's yeah. Disney? Okay. Yep. So. Mm. I got to say that some of the Disney animated movies have been doing 
better than the Pixar animated movies. Yeah, I'm not sure why that is and how they separate this stuff because it's one house, really. I mean, I, I know it's different production studios, but, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, I saw another movie that I can't recommend either. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Lou. <laughs> the Bubble hey, on Netflix the- is a recommendation. Premier this weekend. Yes. Go see that because that that's good. Yep. No, I, I, I'm, I'm doing the legwork so you guys don't have to. So don't bother okay. seeing this if you don't want to. Um, I just got to see when this came out. Um, so I was on HBO Max and I came across mm-hmm. a movie called Moonshot. And I'm like, oh, that came out this past week, I think. Well, I th- it was really recent because I saw it just yeah. come out. Yeah, Within somewhere. a week or two. Um, it just says 2022. It doesn't say release date here. But yeah, I, I was like, okay, space travel. Going, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, I'll check I this out. That- the trailer for that it looked like you know a little bit uh teen angsty or something yeah, but you know a relationship it, it, kind of movie but it looked good i should look at the tags first like on imdb because it's yeah. it's first tag is a comedy the second tag okay, is, I, I did not get that for i mean kind of uh, got it from the trailer a little bit right, but little like bit. a see i didn't even watch quirky the trailer. relationship just, comedy it is and then the next one is romance and the third yeah. one is sci-fi so i'm like okay um, if, I, if i had seen that first i might not have watch this in fact i i can't even say i watched the whole thing i got three quarters way through and said nah wow i'm, I'm done yeah and i mean, that, I mean it was okay you're the it's, type of person lou that normally if you get you, you don't duck out of a movie usually. not usually not usually and then if you get halfway through if you're in that second half normally you'll finish it up even if it sucks mm-hmm. normally i mean I, there's I, cannibal I, I may go back and finish through, this but otherwise but yeah yeah that so that's it was bad enough you didn't even want to finish it after being seventy five percent of the What I was looking forward to. I, I was looking for yeah. a more serious space movie, maybe a little bit of comedy in it, but yeah, the romance thing just didn't really no. <laughs> so I was and it's worse my... when it's a teen romance too, right? Because it's yeah. like teenagers no offense to the teenagers out there, but it's the truth. They don't know what they're doing yet. <laughs> they don't get, like understand how relationships really work for real. Mm-hmm. And so watching teen romance it's like everything about rom-coms that robin hates about how artificial they are but then even worse yep wow so um I, there really wasn't anybody even in this it was really well known i mean yeah zach, i didn't recognize zach Braff uh, was in it briefly he was the oh. the founder of the space company that they were going to mars on um but yeah so they threw a couple of bucks at a, a yeah. past celebrity cameo <laughs> Yeah, I and love then, Zach Braff. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's great. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. And Christopher Winterbauer is the director, director, writer, and producer. Uh, don't recognize that. him. I don't know what he's done here. He's done uh, nothing I've seen. Real small stuff. <laughs> Probably nothing you'll see again. Yeah, short, short this. stuff. Yeah, nothing really. No, no real feature film stuff. So, uh, yeah, I would say stay away from that. Okay. Just a, just a thought. <laughs> wow. Um, and then everything else we have is just really catching up on stuff. Uh, so we're both okay. still watching uh, Picard. Um, oh no, you're not up to date on Picard, are you? Uh, I might. No, I'm one episode behind. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had a little it, bit of it spoiled for me. I know like a okay. couple of the events that happened, but yeah, this last episode, I was like, oh my God, that's so reminiscent of an original series moment. And sure if it was, it was a throwback to an episode, uh, of the original series. Are you talking about the bus scene? No, no. Um, the they they get to the watcher, and she was listed okay. as a um, what was the term they used? Supervisor. And it kind of rang a bell in my head. I'm like, wait a minute, 
it goes back to that Gary Seven episode of the original series back when uh, they were on Earth trying to. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't yeah. alive back then. Yeah, thanks, Eric. Um, Anytime. But yeah, Picard's <laughs> good. I got one in. Um, Halo is still a thing now. That was yeah. good last week. Yeah, I caught the second episode yesterday. Still good. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with this because it's going in a different direction than I kind of originally thought it was going to be. It's going um, in a different direction so far than than the content I remember from the video games. When it comes to the video game lore, I only I'm really only familiar with the first two Halo games, lore wise, um, and then some of the books. Because in the first two, he was still just loyal to the program, right? He wasn't a renegade. Yeah, I mean, he. I don't think he ever really, truly became renegade-ish in the games until, like, when when it's one of those classic situations of you've got two different factions at war, and then you find out, well, there's something going on bigger than that, mm-hmm. and you kind of have to unite a little bit. To, right, right. Yeah, so the games kind of went in that direction. Um there was no, never really that sense of, I mean, they really did something different in the TV series with making him be this renegade Ronin mm. kind of, you know, running away from the, what is it, the UNC. Right, right. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, actually, I think it's probably better for the story in this case because if they kept doing the whole fight stuff going on, that's expensive to shoot, and they wouldn't be able to keep up with that pace for yeah. very long so by doing what they're doing they're making it more of a story about him and in which is great more content yeah which i think is oh, fantastic yeah. so um i'm looking forward to getting the ins and outs of who the players are and, and what's going on because i keep reading all the stuff online about oh yeah that was so and so from the I'm like yeah okay i don't know who that is but okay I'll, I'll get the details as we go along yeah i don't other than some of the stuff introduced in the first episode um you know the admiral and mm-hmm. the scientists and blah 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 like i don't know a lot of the names and stuff right either so, but, but yeah, they're so, doing a good job of making so you don't need to. Exactly. Yeah, I feel I don't feel lost at all. I just feel like no. it's a new story I'm catching up on. So it's good. Uh, and then lastly, um, Severance. Um, oh my gosh, we had the penultimate episode this week. We have one more. Talk to go. about a cliffhanger! And you know, I thought this was the cliff. I thought this was the last episode of the season, and it got to the end, and I was like, uh, it ends at a point where you're like, oh my god, they didn't oh, do it to me. Oh my, that, that would have been. The the absolute like you'd have it people was, picketing Apple. Exactly, I think if more people were exactly. maybe watching the series because um, oh, I think the series Christmas. is kind of flying under the radar. I think a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't really hear people talking about it that much. Not much. And uh, I mean, first of all, I don't think Apple TV Plus has that big of a subscriber base, so no, it's not as huge. They don't, as like and they don't advertise well at no. all. Although they just won the Academy Awards, so for Coda, you know, yeah. So they may get some That's more subscribers true. here, and people. Thing, that at might help looking at, yeah. the, at the service but um yeah i mean this is such a good series um so that was episode seven i think i think so um and you know eight episodes in total the last one here this, this coming week is going to end the, the the first season which i don't know if we're getting a second season or not but um, yeah, i don't recall if it got picked up or not and, and it's you know so we're seven episodes in and i can honestly say i still don't know what is going on which is fantastic we I, we know enough that we don't feel like we're completely out in the cold. Like we are at least up to where the characters are. Um, yeah. Yeah. We don't understand. I'll say this. We understand kind of what's going on. We don't understand the motivations. We don't understand why mm-hmm. there's some of the, what that we don't know, but as far as the, what we know, the important things. So 
it's better than lost in that regard, I guess. And mm, I'm, I'm true, still a lost fan. True. I'm nobody's ever going to change my mind on that, but this, but, like they've been revealing enough as it goes along that you, you don't feel cheated at any point. Nope. But you know, they, I watched the last two weeks worth of episodes on Friday, I guess uh, when they came out and this last one came out. So I got yeah. two weeks worth of stuff at once and they dropped a lot of stuff on us. These last two episodes, yeah, um, you know what's going on with different characters and and who knows what and who's in in what plays and, and uh-huh. outsiders coming into the play now and you're like oh my god and and I just can't wait to get more of this unraveled. I hope we have a season two coming because uh, there's just so much more they got to unpack that I hope we get it. Yeah, I mean even if they just tie up this season and we don't get more, it's still worth watching. Like this is, mm-hmm. uh, I have to say I'm impressed with Ben Stiller. I'm not a Ben Stiller fan. And he's not in this, but he's the the EP. He's the executive producer. Right. Um, created the the series, to my knowledge. Brilliant. Like it, it's just it's out there, but it's not so far out there that you don't understand what's going on, can't keep up. And like I said, you never feel cheated. You might not know what's going on, but it it's never a cheat. Mm-hmm. And you do get reveals as it progresses. It it's good. It's it's so good. Yeah, I'm just trying to do a little research here to see if we're getting a season two somewhere along the line. <laughs> but, you know, I've got a bunch of notes I've been keeping. So we, we used to do news shows here on Random Chatter. And with the pandemic, there just hasn't been much in the way of news. Mm. Um, and when we've gotten some things, I've, like, grabbed the notes so that we could go over them eventually. But even then, there's, like, just... Yeah, this got renewed. That got renewed. Euphoria got renewed for season three. Well, big surprise. Like every teenager who has HBO Max is watching Euphoria. So, you know, there's like kind of non-newsy news stuff. Um, Archive 81 canceled, by the way. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I saw that. Dark Matter got adapted for Apple TV Plus. Did you see that? I did. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, we interviewed uh, Blake Crouch, the author of that book. when was it? 2015, 2013? Yeah, maybe. About 10 years ago. Brilliant book. Brilliant author. His books are amazing. Um, the TV adaptations, okay. So I really want to see what they do here. I'm hoping that, see, Apple, they haven't really had any stinkers yet. No, they're kind of going for that quality versus quantity thing, I think, really. They're really Which, doing some really good stuff. Yeah. Um, but not trying to have everything out there for every you know minute of the day to watch. Yeah. Um, so I I'm, I'm optimistic. Here, um, I, I don't see anything in my list on Severance. What do you have? No, they, just a couple articles here. One says it says it hasn't been confirmed for you know cancellation or renewal. So mm. You're old. You'll understand this reference. Okay, go ahead. No, that, that's a happy thing, Lou. You should be happy about this. <laughs> that I'm you, still alive. Thanks. Do you remember Bloom County? Yeah. And of course, I have to regressively go back through layers of, so it was a comic strip. So go ask your parents what a comic strip is. <laughs> and then you're going to have to explain to them what it, have them explain to you what a newspaper is, et cetera, et cetera. There's like a whole rabbit hole to go down there. But Bloom County, very popular comic strip from back in the 80s. It's getting a series. Really? Yes. Huh. And I think it's, if I recall correctly, a live action series. Okay. I'm sure they're going to do that, but okay. Yeah. Um, to Fox. No, it's an animated series. Okay. I take that back. 
Yeah. So it's in development at Fox. We'll see how that goes. Hmm. Okay. If it fails, there's no big loss. It's not like uh, there's been a lot of activity on that over the last couple of decades. He actually has been um, posting content online for a while now. But Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Opus. I, I, I actually have a huge fan of that. But I, I have mean, a it, stuffed it Opus right on the other side of that door right there. Oh, yeah. About this big. And then I had another one with him wearing reindeer antlers with a couple of little Christmas ornament balls hanging off the top. And then my sister's cat destroyed it. <laughs> so. Oh, boy. Well, anyway. uh, that's all we got for this week. Um, yeah. There's some good stuff, some bad stuff, but hopefully we saved you from having to watch uh, things like. Um, <laughs> yes, watch the other moon thing. <laughs> you know, I have to wonder if that timing wasn't intentional. Moon night, moonshot released the same week. <laughs> For real. Yeah, oh hey, moon, I'll watch this. Oh, what what is this? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, Moon Knight and the Bubble. Watch the bubble on Netflix. Definitely that is gonna do it though. For this episode of Random Chatter, uh, tomorrow night we are going to be back with Media Chatter and a special edition of Random Chatter where we're going to talk about the slap heard around the world. And I think now that people have kind of, you know, both sides have kind of gone at it and we've gone through all the internet memes and, and there have been a lot of comments by a lot of celebrities and such on it, I think that that there are still some relevant perspectives that need to be um, mm -hmm. talked about a little bit. So we're going to talk about that a little bit tomorrow. It's a separate special edition episode of random chatter. Um, look for that to start around eight 30 PM Eastern time. Uh, and uh, otherwise we're going to be back next week. Force chatter is bi-weekly now. So every other Sunday night, uh, we are going to be back next Sunday talking about the new Lego star Wars game. If you've not seen the footage, oh, it looks amazing. I it looks amazing. Yep. Right? Yeah. I pre-ordered it. I, I never pre-order games anymore. I pre-ordered it. Um, I'm thinking about pre-ordering it so I know it'll download overnight and I'll have it on my right. system in the morning. <laughs> and and also, then I don't have to worry about the physical discs. And you know, if I want to yeah. play it again five years from now, I can just re-download it again. Um, yeah. You, know, you can't sell it back, though. It's a used game. That's the only problem. True. Not that you get a lot for you, like five bucks. Yeah, you don't get much anymore anyway. Plus, I have certain issues with that main chain of stores where people do that so mm -hmm. <clears throat> mm -hmm. but anyway yeah the lego star wars game if you have not looked um looks nothing like the old star wars it looks like i didn't realize that the old ones came out in like what 2008 or something like 15 years ago was the first star wars lego video really game. wow yeah and it shows like the new version looks so much better, but the gameplay is radically different. It's yeah, not just a button new things you're adding and yeah, different ways to control the it's force. Amazing. There's even a space combat thing now, I think is part yeah. of it too. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a, going to be a good game. Local multiplayer's back. Something okay. a lot of video games don't do anymore. So, mm -hmm. you know, my son's coming to visit. He and I can both sit on the couch and, and play together, which is kind of oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks really good. Check it out. We're going to be covering that, giving our reviews of it on next weekend, because I know we're going to be playing it a lot this week. So, uh, But that's going to do it for this episode of Random Chatter. Be sure to uh, like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. If not, go to YouTube.com slash Random Chatter and hit those buttons, please. Please help support the network. You can also help support the network by going to RandomChatter.com slash store. Picking up a T-shirt, sweatshirt, hoodie, whatever the climate in your area is doing. 
you get one of each. That way you're prepared, sure. right? Yeah. Yeah. I've just got the t-shirts and, you know, I just wear an outer shirt over top of it. But whatever works for you, go ahead and pick one up. There you go. Loose sporting one right now. Different colors of shirts, different qualities of shirts, different logos from different shows on the podcast network. And then finally, go to randomchatter.com slash discord. Hang out with us there. Join the discord. Become part of the community. Yeah. Lots of conversations going on yep. there. Yeah. Uh, and especially if you're going to celebration, definitely uh, hang out there because as we get closer to celebration, uh, people start to coordinate meetups and get togethers and, and stuff like that. So that's going to do it for this episode. We will see you again next week. Until then, take care. Night, everybody. <laughs>